Hello, Physionic Podcast. My name is Nicholas Verhoeven. If you're not familiar with who I am, uh, I am a PhD student that just finished his first year in his PhD program in molecular medicine, and I have my master's in exercise physiology, and I do research in cell biology, molecular biology, things of that nature. Uh, today I wanted to talk about something that, well, a discovery that was made in a paper looking at a particular enzyme that's found in heart specifically. This uh, enzyme is called G-protein coupled receptor kinase 2. Obviously, I'm not going to be saying that throughout the podcast. Uh, it's GRK2. So this expression of this enzyme uh, has an impact on a variety of different uh, areas or facets of heart health. So if you uh, implicate if you have a situation in which you have heart failure, if you have some sort of heart damage and you survive, the inhibition, so the knockdown of GRK2 can actually lead to better cardiac function and recovery. So all of that research comes from a canonical pathway, so essentially a kind of a traditional pathway. However, using other methods, they've also investigated what GRK2 does uh, kind of in, if you want to put it this way, in off-target methods. So in other avenues, other areas that it could have an impact within cells. And these non-canonical pathways show that GRK2 inhibition can also lead to an obesogenic phenotype, meaning that you have mice, and this is in mice that they've done this, that you see uh, when you inhibit GRK2, even though it might help you with, let's say, heart failure, uh, on the opposite end, that it makes you considerably fatter. And I don't think they fully understand the mechanism for why or how it does that, but uh, they see about a 20% increase in adiposity, so an increase in fatness, simply by inhibiting this GRK2 uh, enzyme, which is pretty profound. And to think that a heart enzyme, this is specific to the heart enzyme, that the isoform that's found in the heart, that that's going to have an impact on your adiposity. It's surprisingly has some sort of impact on your entire metabolic rate, which is pretty remarkable to think that they're looking at heart and yet it's having an impact on your uh, adipocytes, for example, or having an impact on your hormonal patterns or something along those lines. Something is going on, and again, they don't, I don't think they really know what it is yet, but something is going on that's leading to this GRK2 inside the heart to have an effect on all these other tissues outside of the heart. So you see 20% more fatness, but you also see a switch or a greater propensity to have higher levels of white adiposity. So <clears throat> if you're not familiar with the big difference between white adipose tissue or white fat and brown fat, brown fat is uh, what we're typically born with kind of initially, and then it switches to white fat pretty quickly. So we are far, far more predominant to have uh, more white fat. And the, the key about that, and the, the benefit of brown fat over white fat, is that there's an uncoupled protein. I'm not going to go into all the, the mechanism of it, but there's an uncoupled protein in the mitochondria that allows you to have this leak of ATP, and that actually allows uh, much greater, more hydrogen ions, I should say, not ATP, that leads to this uh, production of heat. So this mass uh, thermogenesis that occurs. So you're, you're, the, the, the brown adipose cells uh, are capable of, I don't want to say consuming, but they, they essentially are using more 
uh, energy than white adipose tissue. So if you were to compare those two, you would see that brown adipose tissue uh, uses more energy. So that's especially telling because again that feeds into that narrative that GRK2 inhibition leads to then this increase in adiposity but not only that it kind of shifts it towards uh, if you want to put it this way a negative adiposity not that you know a mass amount of adiposity in general is a good idea but uh, on top of that just the quality of the adiposity decreases now on the other hand, of course, they also looked at uh, what happens when they overexpress GRK2. So what happens when you increase the levels of GRK2 and they find that the mice actually slim down. So they are uh, considerably less fat than the control mice that they compare to, which is pretty interesting. And of course, again, that feeds into that narrative. Um, and finally, GRK2 is also implicated in insulin uh, sensitivity, so it could have an impact in diabetes. So just this one enzyme can have such a profound impact on obesity and diabetes at the same time. And uh, its first, like, I don't want to say discovery, but the first thing that they looked at initially was heart failure. So it's having an impact in all these different areas. And so really the point that I'm trying to get across here is that if there is a point, uh, that you can have this tiny enzyme, just one isoform, which is just one uh, version of a particular enzyme, and that can be enough to have a profound impact on your entire metabolic rate. That's pretty incredible uh, to, to think about. Well, anyways, I will have the paper linked uh, for you so you can check it out yourself. Uh, it's certainly highly biochemistry focused, but you know, if you feel so inclined, you can check it out uh, so that it's there for your convenience. And with that said, I hope that I have the pleasure of speaking with you guys in the next one. Have a good one, guys. See ya!